strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! When is bad? Good. I don't mean to get all metaphysical, philosophical here on a Thursday night. The original Thursday night football, the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, but... Ron Wolfley, the question is, when is bad good? (laughs) And the answer, I'll save you, is when number 99 is in a bad mood. (laughs) That hopefully is bad for the L.A. Rams, which is good for the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not talking about the other 99 who's going to be on that field on Sunday. In fact, that might be part of the reason why 99 in red was in a bit of a bad mood today with the media. A little surly, a little bit, and hopefully that's tracking and trending well for game day. Yeah, I was wondering about who you were talking about when you were talking about that 99, Paul. J.J. Watt, of course, or Aaron Donald. Look out. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. In fact, you know what? Here's an impromptu addition right off the top of one of my favorite segments here on the Big Red Rage featuring A.J. Green tonight, by the way. Okay, TikTok. We call this Let Me tell you about football really the year was 2005 ron wolfley do you remember a guy by the name of bertrand barry i do as a matter of fact paul yeah i consider him to be a good friend yes you sat next to him on this show for five plus years so (laughs) let's hope you do remember good friendship the b train coming off his pro bowl season 14 and a half sacks season opener 2005 into new york new york to play the giants and there was B-Train with a sack, and he comes to the sideline. And, of course, there's the mouthy Giants fans, and they're yelling at the Cardinals bench. And B-Train started tugging at his jersey and pointing at his number and saying, this is the real 92. <laughs> because who was the premier pass rusher in the game, now a Hall of Famer, and doing a little bit of network morning TV these days? Who played for the Giants at that time? Who was that, Paul? Michael Strahan. <laughs> and so B-Train wanted to be known in the Big Apple that, you know what, he was the big deal that he was the real 92 so maybe just maybe cardinals might get a career game in red from jj watt i know there's a long way to go on that but i just thought i'd share that with you yeah thank you paul we appreciate that (laughs) honestly i can tell you right now this is a huge game is it not paulie this is you can feel the weight of this game right now would you say the arizona cardinals have received an awful lot of hype over the last three weeks right a lot of people talking about the arizona cardinals the only team getting more hype, maybe, would be the Rams. <laughs> you win it, Paul. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly where I'm going on that one. I mean, if the Arizona Cardinals somehow, some way, can actually beat the Rams at SoFi Stadium in L.A. on Sunday, maybe not L.A., it's actually Inglewood, is it not, Polly? I can tell you that they're going to be the Super Bowl favorite. Many people will consider the Arizona Cardinals to be the Super Bowl favorite. 
That's well, after, a weighty game, Paul. Yeah, after the Rams beat the Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I know the respect you have for Todd Bowles' defense, and yeah, that secondary was depleted, but they scored on six straight possessions. And so they throttled Tampa for a lot of that game. Meanwhile, the Cardinals come off a win. They are 3-0. and In fact, do you realize they have won two consecutive 10 a.m. kickoffs on the East Coast for just the second time since 1988, and yeah. both of those have been under Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Think about that. And although it wasn't easy because we were talking to Cliff right after the game, you were doing the postgame show, Wolf, and you heard him when we asked him about just – the circumstances of coming from 1910 down and securing a win in Jayville. We like to make it interesting. There's no doubt. Uh, at the end of the first half, you don't face many moments of uh, momentum change as great as that. And I thought the guys did a tremendous job at, at halftime, really settling in, having good conversations about what we need to do in the second half and coming out and, and executing on a high level. I can only imagine what the halftime locker room was like after the kick six, but then it was Byron Murphy's pick six that changed the game for good. Yeah, there's no doubt, Pauly. They really rallied. Uh, they played very, very well when they absolutely had to because basically for three quarters, and I think you would agree with this, they were outplayed. They were flat-out outplayed, I thought, by Jacksonville for almost three quarters. And then, man, the tide turned at the end of that third quarter right there and then the fourth quarter as well. This is a good football team that is trying to become a great football team and. The only way you're going to be able to be that great football team is if you can play great on a consistent basis, Paul. And that's what I think they're looking for. Yeah, you're right. They got down 19-10 in that game. And what was a touchdown drive by Jacksonville? Eight plays, all runs. James Robinson, six carries, 66 yards. I'm not going to lie. At that point, yeah, I was a little bit concerned before the tide turned. Cardinals are just 1-9 on third down, although they continue to be nails in the red zone, but if you're talking about consistent play, are you not talking about the quarterback, Kyler Murray, at a very high level right now? The guy is off the charts right now, Paul. He really is. We all know he can beat you with his arm. We all know he can beat you with his legs. But Kyler Murray right now, the thing that's got me the most excited is he's beating teams with his brain. And, man, that is the that is the evolution of a franchise quarterback. That's exactly what a franchise quarterback has got to develop into, where he's just as dangerous on the field, in between the white lines, with his brain than he is his legs and arm. So for the second straight game, a career high in completion percentage, better than 82% against Jacksonville, he's the first quarterback in team history, and that goes back more than 100 years, to complete at least 80% of his passes in two straight games. That's hard to believe, and now he gets a Rams defense that last year was number one overall in total D, and Kyler, of course, asked about a Rams team that owns eight straight wins against the Cardinals. As far as defense goes, they're one of the best in the league, if not. So that in its own right is, is exciting. If, if, you don't, if you don't got that in you, then th- this, this game is not for you, um, especially this one that we're about to play. Um, and in and, and this division, you know, it's, it's, there's no shine away from it. If you shy away from it, you're going to get eaten alive, and that's just how it is. So uh, that's how I see it. There's some more of that mentality, Wolf, we were talking about with J.J. Watt. And, and here's what I've been talking about all week. Well, arguably the best team in the NFL get the best – out of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. 
We saw it in Tennessee. We saw when they went in. They were well aware the Titans were talking about themselves, dare I say feeling themselves, as a Super Bowl contender, and they came out and played accordingly. Now against Minnesota and Jacksonville, okay, we can argue they might have played down to the level of competition at the time, but now all of a sudden Minnesota went into Seattle. That win looks even better. I'm just very intrigued about you know all this talk about the Rams and what they look like with Matthew Stafford. Now, no, I'm curious to see what the Cardinals look like considering the stakes and this team facing this sort of challenge. Yeah, no, Paulie, it's a good point. It really is a valid point. What's interesting about this, fascinating to me, we all know the Arizona Cardinals offense is playing at an extremely high level. We all know the kind of defense the Rams have. Yet, you look at the tape, and man, you see it. You see Aaron Donald. Oh boy, he is good, Paul. He is, he is good out there. That's Aaron Donald. That's a bad, bad man, Paul. Stay away from him. Um, and then you've got Jalen Ramsey, of course, and Darius Williams at corner. Those are, to me, the three best players, I think, for the Rams, and they stick out like sore thumbs. But what's interesting is collectively, this defense isn't nearly as as prolific as they were last year. Not yet, Paul. Would it surprise you if I said they were they were twentieth in the NFL in total yards allowed? Would that surprise you, Paul? It would. Even though they lost their defensive coordinator and they lost some other parts to go from one to the bottom third in the league? Paul, would, I, would it surprise you that they're 27th in terms of allowing first downs? 27th. Wow. 24th in third down defense, Paul. It's really surprising to me. They're not getting the kind of production on the field that they are in the red zone. The red zone, they're doing a good job. They're number nine in points allowed. And the Rams are saying, hey, we play three playoff teams. No, you haven't. The Bears aren't a playoff team this year. The Colts are not a playoff team this year. You played and beat the Buccaneers. And, you know, they put some numbers up there with Tom Brady and company. There's no doubt about it. You want numbers. Uh, How about a guy who started his career, first receiver ever, to begin a career with seven consecutive Pro Bowl selections? A.J. Green is next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Throws a deep ball right side down the sideline. Got a man. It's caught by A.J. Green. A.J. Green just stabbing it out of the air. Out of the 10, turns right, stiff-arming at the 5, and then diving into the end zone. A.J. Green with his first Cardinal touchdown. Go, go, gadget, stiffer from A.J. Green. Murray with time looking deep, airing it out, middle of the field, it's underthrown. It's caught anyway, though, by A.J. Green at the 15-yard line. That big body of A.J. Green, too much to handle. Man, 6'4 and 220 looks good. What's the old axiom? If he's single-covered, he's open. Throw it to him. You got that right, Bully. That's A.J. Green. That was from the Jacksonville win where he had five grabs for a game-high 112 yards receiving, more than 22 yards per grab, the Minnesota touchdown there. And no better evidence that A.J. Green is an Arizona Cardinal, if you don't believe it as of yet. The Bengals are playing tonight on Thursday Night Football, but the original Thursday Night Football, the Big Red Rage, is now with A.J. Green, and we welcome him in. And A.J., how are we doing? I mean, after a decade in the natty, how are you liking life here in the AZ? I'm loving it. Um, the weather's great, um, so I can't complain. AJ, how is the season going for you right now? I realize it's only three games, and man, you've been around for a long time. But how do you think the season is going for you right now? I think it's going it's going pretty well. Um, you know, I'm getting more comfortable with the offense and the guys. Um, so um, 
I'm having fun, man. Like I said, the biggest thing for me, man, playing so long that you know, I found the spot that, you know, I'm having fun again. And, and we're winning, and we have a great team, and I'm just looking forward um, to the rest of the season. And that's not just you saying it. Did you mention last week that your family called and had that same observation just watching you on TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, a lot of my, my family back home, back in South Carolina, they called like, man, AJ, you're just smiling, you're having fun again. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Um you know, just, you know, winning brings um, happiness, though. <laughs> is it just the winning, AJ? I mean, is it is it just everything I would imagine is new to you? I remember I played seven years uh, with the Cardinals, and I went to the Cleveland Browns, and suddenly walking into that locker room for the first time, everything was new. Everything was different, and I felt mm-hmm. re-energized. Is, is that something that happened to you? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I love my time in Cincinnati. We never trade it for anything, and you know, I, I made some lifelong friends there in uh, Cincinnati. Um, but you know, everything, every good thing comes to an end, mm-hmm. and to where you know, I I came here, and you know, the new spot, the new atmosphere, just gave me another, you know, another boost, man. I just, you know, I, a lot of people say I couldn't play again, or I'm losing the step, but you know, I know the work that I put in each and every year. Um, and I still have a lot of, uh, left in the tank, and I, I'm, I'm glad Arizona gave me this opportunity. A.J. Green is our guest. How's the fit? I, I don't know if that's a weird question, but, you know, you go somewhere new, and, and maybe you think you know, but you don't know for certain. I mean, how has the fit been, both the lifestyle, the locker room, and the offense? It's been great. It's been great, man. Um, you know, I get to play on the side of Hop, see Kurt, um, the fit been great, man. We push each other every day. Um, I think one thing about our, our, our receiver room, man, um, there's no egos in that room. Um, we all feed off each other energy. We all compete at a high level and try to make each other better. And I think, you know, in that room, man, we like real like brothers. Like we communicate when we go out to eat. Um, we do a lot of stuff together. You know, I love that, AJ, to hear that because it does remind me of many football teams that I have been on and some of the more talented position rooms that I have I've been around. And the guys really had to communicate. I was so glad to hear you use that word, communicate, because you have to be able to talk about it, right? I mean, do you guys actually yeah. sit down and discuss, hey, listen, guys, we, we understand there's one football here and we've got a lot of talented right. guys in this room. Do you talk about that? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we know that that we have a lot of a lot of you know guys that can make plays on the ball. So, you know, this is you know it's going to be tough at some at some point because we only have one ball. But you know, we just we just stay the course. Like I said, we know that sometimes we're not going to get you know it might be my day, it might be hop day, um, but majority of the balls you know is going to be spread around, um, and we go as you know hop go and hop is a guy that's going to demand a lot of coverage and make it easy for us so you know you know they bracketing him doubling him we have to eat to loosen up the coverage for him yes and you know what you've been asked the d-hop question so many times and and for two guys like us we talk cardinals every single day let me ask you this you cited i think last week that the two of you have a very similar personality expand on that and does that have something to do with the fact you're both from south carolina perhaps i think we we just approach the game like how we approach the game how he's you know, we're calm. You know, we don't we don't get too high on ourselves. We don't get too low on ourselves. We go out there and play the game, and we relax, and, you know, we let our work speak for ourselves, you know. Uh, and, and I didn't know that about how until I got here and how, how smart he is and, 
the guy can read coverages. He's telling me, hey, you need to do this or you need to – you see this, you can break this off a little bit. Um, he's a very, very smart guy. Um, so, you know, if he's, that's my end. That's how I am. So, um, you know, I just go about my business. I let my, you know, my play um, do the talking and, and uh, we let it rest there. AJ, you said it beautifully right at the end of your last answer. You were talking about the fact that if you guys start getting the rock, if you guys start getting the balls thrown your way, that that's going to eventually free up DeAndre Hopkins. Could could you expand on that a little bit for people that are listening right now? What exactly you meant by that? Because you're dead on. It's the only way out, really, for D. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course. You know, we know. Everybody know what D. Hop can do, man. He's been been in the league for a while, played at a high level, um, and we know that defenses coordinators for him is going to take try to take him out the game. And uh, for us, we just got to win out matchups. So you know they have they can play us honest. In Cincinnati, you were that guy for a decade. How is it now that you have you have less traffic? I don't know how the highways are and the commutes are between Phoenix and Cincinnati traffic, but you're seeing less traffic in the secondary, aren't you? Oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, like you know, not much double, not you know, rolling coverage. Everything's pretty honest, man. And I haven't seen that in a long time, so it's, it's pretty nice. AJ, do you know what the hootie who is? Do you know what the hootie who is? No, no, I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, no. Any sane person no. doesn't know. Polly, be quiet. I yeah. AJ, do you remember when Kyler Murray looked out and saw you were you were guarded by a guy that was much smaller than you were, and he was ten yards off, and suddenly Kyler threw you the ball immediately, and yeah. and you stiff armed the guy and you scored a touchdown. I know you remember that play right there. Yeah, that was I do. <laughs> that that was you and that was you and Kyler being on the same page, correct? Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's just another you know communication. You know, I always keep my eyes on him. Um, when I'm saying off like that, it's like soft, soft coverage. So, see back AJ when when I used to play, dudes used to stand. <laughs> they used to stand out in the slot, right, or split out wide like you were, and go hootie hoo, <laughs> trying to get the quarterbacks to touch and throw me the ball. Uh, well, that's because there was no one in Sun Devil Stadium, and you could hear each other. That's why. So. Hey, hey, speaking of, A.J. Green is our guest here on the Big Red Rage. And the hootie hoop ball. A former Cardinal and a former Bengals teammate of yours, Frosty Rucker, was our guest a few months back during the offseason. Okay, this is right after yeah. you signed on the line that is dotted. And we're like, okay, A.J. Green, what's he all about? And the question to Frosty Rucker was from us was, okay, how much does 18 have left? Well, I think A.J. Green has a lot left. I think his time was just up in Cincinnati playing on turf, practicing on turf and, you know, sub-zero temperatures. And uh, it was his time to break loose of that. He's pro Bowl player, top of the game, a guy that can really go up and get the ball, great teammate, never hear anything bad about him. Uh, the receiver group is just getting stronger. And, and if A.J. gets enough footballs this year, he may just be comeback player of the year. How much truth is there in that whole comment from Frosty Rucker? A lot, a lot of truth. Um, like you said, man, every every great thing um, comes to an end. And you, like I said, my you know my time in Cincinnati was just up. No hard feelings against anybody. I had a great conversation with Mister Brown. You know, I'll be a Bengal for life, man. That's just, it will always be a special place in my heart. That you know, I became the AJ Green in Cincinnati. So it's like it's always going to be a you know special place for me. Uh, personally, but um, 
you know, um, I just got an op- got an opportunity somewhere else, man, and I came here, man. And like I said, I want to thank you know the Bidwell family and Steve that they gave me opportunity um, just to come here and and still play. And I still do have a lot left in the tank. If you talk to anybody that knows me, you know how I, I work, how I train, and uh, you know my let that speak for itself. AJ, are you still learning this offense right now, or do you feel like you you've got it pretty much mastered? No, I'm far from mastered. It's, it's, every week is a learning process. Um, I'm just trying to get on the same page as Kyler. Um, you know how how Cliff uh, wants stuff run and um, some stuff that you know, like him detailing about you know, what I need to do better or what I what I see. Um, in this route, how I need to change it. So we always communicate and, you know, with my receiver coach, Cliff Whip. Um, we always communicate and like, hey, you might need to do this or how you like this or do you need to change anything? Um, so every week, man, is learning. Uh, I feel like you don't ever master anything because I don't, you know, I don't believe in that. Um, I think if you're trying to, uh, you know, be great, there's always something you can learn. Mm-hmm. You know, we can see the arm, obviously. We can see the legs on Kyler. You know, what can't we see? What are your takeaways? And, and I'll give an example of the growth I think we saw. And because he talked about it and D-Hop talked about it and Rondale Moore, it was in Tennessee, and both guys made mental errors, and Kyler held him accountable. And, you know, he's pretty stern in doing so. You know, just tell us, because you're used to playing with veteran quarterbacks, what do you think of Kyler in that role as a leader and sort of a, a coach in the huddle? Um, I think, you know, for him is, you know, being that, that vocal leader um, because this is his team. Um, so we go as he go. I think you can see the steps that he's taking already this year. Like I said, we go out to eat the dinner. We do dinners together at the games during the week. You know, we have, we go quarterback receiver meetings, and he's running the meetings. Um, I think it's a big step from what I'm hearing from last year and, you know, how he's just taking command of this, you know, this team and his this is his offense. Um, and I think this guy, you know, he has his talent is through the roof. Um, definitely. He's going to be an MVP candidate. He's going to do all that. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about, about his growth. You know what I mean? So, AJ, if you're going to go eat, where do you guys go? <laughs> I mean, what kind of food do you like to uh, eat? We go, I think last week, last, what, two weeks ago, we went to Ocean 44. Um, so... Seafood, taco pot, choco Maduro. Uh, we do a, we do a couple spots. Do you, do you bring the first round rookie Zayvon Collins so you can stick him <laughs> with the bill? No, we we do that. We leave that for Rondell. Oh, <laughs> he, he he doesn't like spending forty dollars. Oh, I mean, he still owes he still owes Jerry Sullivan forty bucks. AJ, that's tough. My goodness. I remember, we, were, I remember we, we we made him buy buy snacks for the group, and he borrowed like forty. $40 from Sully. <laughs> That's great. All right, we continue with A.J. Green when we come back. Single game tickets on sale now at azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. The Big Red Rage with A.J. Green continues right after this. Kirk is split left. Under center is Murray. Connor the deep back. Second and goal on the one. Murray takes play action, rolling to the left, and Murray will walk into the end zone for the touchdown. And then he sits down and does baby Yoda, even if he denies it. Oh, my goodness, that was lethal right there. And dirty, I might add, to go ahead and run that play fake to James Conner. 
and then just keep it and this time roll out to the left. That was filthy. And he can say he's never watched Star Wars, but th- this is Grogu. If you've seen The Mandalorian, it's Grogu. All right, Dave Pash there over his skis a little bit with the whole <laughs> movie thing. I know Whatever, he, sits r- Dave. he sits around with his son Zeke and they break it down. I know, I, I, I get it, but, you know, for the record, Kyler does deny any connection, knowledge, or inspiration thereof from Star Wars, The Mandalorian, especially <laughs> Baby Yoda, any and all of the above. But for an outside opinion and a ruling, we go back to A.J. Green here on the Big Red Rage. So, A.J., is the locker room buying Kyler's denial or not? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I have no clue. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Are, are you a Star Wars guy? When he did that, did you think yoga or did you think Baby Yoda? Hey, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I don't. I don't really know anything. But I, I'm, I'm thinking yoga. I was thinking yoga. I don't know. Yeah, that does not surprise <laughs> me at all that you're not a Star Wars guy. I'm with you on that one, AJ. What about you? Do you have a touchdown celebration? Do you have a go-to for yourself? I don't. I don't have anything. Every, every time I scored my whole career, you know, my everybody, my family, my friends, they're like, you need to come up with a, a celebration. I'm like, it's too late for that now. You know what? I love that right there. Act like you've been there before, correct? <laughs> right. That's what I tell the young guys. <laughs> yeah, but di- didn't you bust out? Didn't you make your own touchdown signal against the Vikings? You, it was a very proper, you were, you were, you know, like Cleet Blakeman. You were like an actual official. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody got me, gave me crap about that, and said it was like an old man celebration. So <laughs> they hated that one too. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. Well, look, you heard what Kyler's like, especially in the red zone, AJ. You know, when we were early in camp, Wolf and I were talking, and Wolf always takes notes and some of the football knowledge I gave him, and I cited to Wolf, I said, look at the personnel when you have A.J. Green and now Rondale Moore and James Conner, the big back, and then obviously Kyler with the wheels. This team's going to be a force in the red zone, and guess what? The Arizona Cardinals are 10 of 12 in the red zone through three games. What do you attribute that to? Um... For one, just Tyler be able to make plays when when the plays break down because you know a lot of plays in the NFL scoring is off. You know, not the routine plays is all something getting break down. So for us, we just got to stay alive when Tyler uh, gets out that pocket. So because he's so dynamic, um, and then this guy just making plays. He hop at, I think he has three touchdowns to where he just creates and gets open and uh, you know that's what we just got to do we just got to get open when the pockets break down and the play breaks down so aj as you're watching tape on the los angeles rams and in particular of course i would say that defense right there i'm sure that's what you're looking at talk to me about what you're seeing on tape from this defense how do they like to play you know, you know they they don't give up the big plays you know they got the one of the, the best player in, in the nfl right now is aaron donald's and top five player in the NFL right now, Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, they got a lot of other guys that, you know, they play a great defense. So for us, we just got to stay sound um, and just take what they gave us. How familiar are you with Jalen Ramsey, maybe from your AFC days? How often have you gone against him? Uh, I think only went against him one time. and But you, everybody knows how he's a great player, a great corner. Um, he's probably one of the physical corners I, I went against. He tackles him and Marlon Humphreys. I think are probably one of the best, the two best corners, you know, uh, playing the run, uh, you know, and and, and uh, covering the receivers. You know, they, they have the complete package. 
AJ, it was so weird because you, you watch the tape of the Rams, of course, and you see Aaron Donald and you see the Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. You know they've got good players on the defensive side of the ball, yet their numbers, they're 20th in yards per game allowed. They're 25th in passing yards per game allowed. They're 27th in first downs allowed. They're 24th on, on third down defense. I mean, it goes on and on, yet when you get to the red zone, they're top 10. They're top 10 red zone yeah. defense, and they're number nine in points allowed. And as you know, that's really all that matters right there. Are yeah. they playing a bend but don't break philosophy? Right. Uh, and, I, you know, I think, you know, their defense is something like the Mike Zimbers when he was in, in Cincinnati and when he had the great defense and when the Vikings, um, the break, uh, I mean, bend but don't break, and that's scoring points. So if you keep teams from not scoring points, you know, keeping the field goals and your your offense can put up a lot of points like they can. It's you know, the numbers could be deceiving. AJ Green is our guest on the Big Red Rage. So, the way they're playing defense, is there still room for the scramble drill? Is there still room for that second phase of a play? Does that work potentially against any defense? Yeah, I think it's hard to stop that that defense. I mean, that offense when you just got guys just playing backyard football. Um, so we, you know, we might have have to do that in some plays it's not going to be how we draw it up our practice or we saw it on film or something like that we just going to have to you know just get open when Tyler breaks that pocket so when you watch them what what coverage would you say right now is their favorite coverage what do you expect to see um you know they mix it up um I think they're basically their zone team um they don't like to give up the big the big uh the big plays um they keep everything in front of them uh, and they, they wait for you to make the mistake. And how does 99 impact any game plan, any game just period? I, I know Sean Kugler was talking today how they move him around. He could be on the nose, three technique. He could be on the edge. Uh, j- just talk about the guy you called probably the best player in the game. Um, I think, you know, that that guy, he's just, be- he just a beast, man. You know, I play with a guy like that in Cincinnati and Geno Atkins and I've seen what he did to you know, a lot of defenses. And what Aaron Donald is doing right now, this is like unreal. Uh, um, we, he has to be a kind of four on every play because he can wreck the game. Steve Kime, AJ, he made a concerted effort to go out and get leaders and bring leaders into that locker room. Mm-hmm. I know you've been asked this before, but I haven't had the opportunity to ask you myself, what kind of leader do you think you are? Um, I think for me, I lead by example. Um, I think I, I, you know, I go out there and work my tail off um, every week, you know, in practice, meeting rooms, everything. You know, I try to lead uh, by example. Um, but you know, if I need to talk or I need to, you know, talk to some young guys or, you know, just keep that calm presence of, you know, when you know this this game is a roller coaster ride. Everything's not going to be perfect. Um, I think I can step up. You know, and, and and calm. You know, everyone down, and, and when I talk, everybody will listen. Um, uh, but for me, I, I lead by example. Yeah, on that note, right there, AJ. I mean, is it your job to talk to Christian Kirk? Is it your job to talk to Rondale Moore, to talk to these guys, and try to develop them and mentor them? Um, I think for me, I just you know, the young guys. I think if you coming in with a mindset, if you want to be great. Um, you just watch the older players. Um, you know, I don't think I have to talk to Rondell. I don't think I have to talk to C. Kirk because C. Kirk is a, a guy that's 
was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and having an unbelievable season. Um, so for me, like I said, I just try to lead, lead by example for Rondell. I'm showing them great practice habits, habits, and, and how I go about, you know, studying outside, outside, you know, outside the stadium, outside the facility. As we wrap it up here with AJ Green, you mentioned Kirk. I mean, I think of this game, guys, and I think of the receiving talent on the field. Just AJ and D Hop and Christian yeah. Kirk and Rondell Moore, and then Cooper Cup, who's leading the NFL in most receiving categories. Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson, who's still running that <laughs> go route. He had a 75 yarder last week. How equipped is the Cardinals secondary in some of these? young corners. We know Byron Murphy is your NFC Defensive Player of the Week, but you know the Marco Wilsons of the world, who he seemingly hasn't blinked yet. He hasn't had a welcome to the NFL moment. I'm just curious, how equipped do you think the Cardinals corners are to face this Rams offense, Stafford and McVay? Um, I think, you know, they, they're they great, man. We we had a big test coming up week one um, with those two good receivers. Um, I think they're ready. I know from, from day one, Marco we said that Marco is going to be a starting corner in this league, man. He's unbelievable. How he approaches the game, um, how calm he is out there. He doesn't get too rattled when the stuff's not going to the way he practices. And Murph, he's, he's playing out his mind. And I, I commend Murph because doing scout team, Murph's going to go, he's going to hop up on the scout team and go against me just to get releases. So I know, you know, he wants to be great. Um, he just wants to get extra work. And I think, you know, I do think with J.J., Chan, you know, Zay, Jordan, um, we we got a, a very talented defense. What do you think it's going to take to walk out of there with a win? Uh, like I said, man, it's not going to take, you know, anything crazy. We just got to go play our game. We'll be fine. You know, I, I look at Marco just real quick and a follow up on that. I think of you. I think of you as an SEC freshman of the year, first team all SEC <laughs> as a freshman. And here's a kid who walked in and just started from day one at Florida, was a four year starter from a true freshman on. Just how much does that equip you to be an NFL player when you have that sort of experience from day one in the SEC? I think it, it keeps you calm, man. It keeps you, it, the game never gets too big for you. And I think that's what a lot of young guys come in and they get a little shocked how fast these guys are. But playing as you see, you see that every week. Um, and you go against that every week in practice. So, you know, you're playing the floor with 100,000, 100,000 fans in there. And you come to the NFL, you know, the moment's not too big for you. Well, AJ, I know you picked up golf recently. You haven't run into fits on a golf course nearby, <laughs> have you recently? I, I haven't. I haven't. I think the last time we played was uh, Kurt and I. Uh, C. Kurt, we played Camelback like two weeks ago, um, but that was the last time we played. Okay. All right. Well, you know, if you have any breaking Larry news, let us know. And don't let Larry sandbag you out there on the course either, okay, AJ? All right. 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 Definitely. AJ, so much respect, man, and love for you and your game, buddy. Seriously, you're a pro's pro, and I respect that. God bless you, man. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. AJ Green, thank you. What a pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was great stuff. Here on the Big Red Rage, we'll come back. We'll talk more about the Rams game and some of what A.J. Green told us, some of the most poignant comments there. It is the Arizona Cardinals' Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford.
Shotgun snap. Lawrence, three-step drop. Open in the pocket. Fires across the middle. It's intercepted. It was deflected and picked off by Byron Murphy. Lawrence takes, turns, gives to Hyde. It's a flea flicker. Pitching it back to Lawrence. He's in trouble. Jump ball pass. Picked off near side by Murphy at the 30. Running it back to the left of the 20-10-5. Touchdown. Byron Murphy after a horrible mistake by the rookie with a pick six. And the Cardinals are back in front. 23-19. Byron Murphy was all over that. That's a great read by a young guy coming of age. How about it? The NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Byron Murphy, had the two picks. And, man, he's off to an unbelievable start. A.J. Green cited his work in game one, going against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, obviously. By the way, you're the collective voice of the Arizona Cardinals there. Episode 10 of the Dave Pash Podcast featuring ESPN and ABC college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest updates on the Dave Pash Pod, follow along on Twitter at Pash Pod. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and what a pleasure to visit with A.J. Green. I mean, you're talking about a guy, Wolf, who began his career with seven consecutive Pro Bowl selections, and you heard him. He said it again. I still feel like I have a lot left in the tank. It makes me think of 2008 when the Arizona Cardinals, that's the last team to have three individual receivers with 1,000 yards receiving apiece back when it was Fitz, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston. If you're looking at D-Hop, A.J. Green, and Christian Kirk, especially in 17 games, yeah. and the way Kyler Murray is dealing right now, hello. No, you're right about that, Polly. It's going to be very, very interesting because the Rams and how the Rams match up right now is basically the way every defensive coordinator is going to start defending Kyler Murray and this offense. Yep. Rush four, rush five, whatever, play zone behind that right there and hope that somehow, some way, you can actually keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, get pressure on him, and he might throw you the ball. Hence, and you tell me, it's so critical that now in year three, he's able to go through his reads and progressions like never before. Yes, They're making him think, are they not? Cliff Kingsbury, he told us on his weekly TV show, he said, yeah, Jacksonville had shown a lot of exotic blitzes in the first two games, not against the Cardinals. They did not see a lot of that. Matt, Matt just has incredible arm talent. Some of the throws he's able to make and cut loose, like a mortal man wouldn't even attempt, you know, but he can he can do it. He's always had that gunslinger mentality where he's going to take his shots and push the ball downfield, and he can really drive the football. So it's impressive to watch it. You know, it's kind of the perfect storm when you get a play caller like McVay and a guy like that who's played at such a high level for so long. He's tough. He's a great leader. So they really got it going. Actually, uh, Kyler's had better communication with his receivers than I just exhibited right there. Yes. I was, uh, that was us talking a little bit later about the Rams. I'm just talking about Cliff Kingsbury and what he saw against Jacksonville and your point that that might be the norm until the Cardinals do something to make defensive coordinators change their mind. Did they not see that the last two months of last season as well? Yeah, Paulie, for the most part right there, they did to some degree, of course. And this is what's going to happen, I think, in this game against the Rams. Now, they will mix it up. They're going to do that because nobody wants to be predictable. But it's a fascinating, fascinating game to me. And whether or not the Cardinals are going to be able to capitalize once they get in the red zone, that to me is the question. Red zone is going to be huge 
in this game. You heard A.J. Green right there talking about the philosophy of the Rams' defense and how they go about their business. And, man, that shows up. The fact they're giving up yards out on the field. But once you get into the red zone, now you got to score touchdowns. That's where the game is won and lost so much of the time, Paul. So think about it. The Arizona Cardinals are 10-12 to 12 in the red zone here in 2021. Ooh, that's so good. The Rams are top 10. But what about third down? Are you concerned at all? I heard someone say the Cardinals have been good on third down earlier today. No, yeah. you couldn't be more incorrect. That, yeah. That's erroneous. They were one of nine on third down. <laughs> and the week before against the Vikings, they were three of nine on third down. That has not been going well. Yes, it has not been going well for them. They've got to improve that. But can I flip it over, Paulie, and just look at the Rams' offense here momentarily? Sure. Because it's a fascinating study. Because the first two games of the season, against the Bears, of course, and then on the road at the Colts, Paulie, you know what it looked like? It looked like the the Rams' offense was Jared Goff, the same offense with Jared Goff, except it was Matthew Stafford that was actually running that offense. They put him under center a lot. They rolled him out to the strength of the formation, a bootleg. They rolled him out to the weak side of the formation, a waggle. They used a lot of play action to throw the ball down the field as well. And then all of a sudden in that third game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Paulie, they just came out and they spread the field and they said, we're going to throw this ball. We're mm. going to throw the ball because the Buccaneers are having all sorts of problems getting pressure on an opposing quarterback. That and their secondary is a complete mess as well. Richard Sherman, of course, they went out and got him, brought him in, signed him. This is that. It, this is what the Rams are capable of, Paul. They can do anything. They can run a an offense that's more traditional, or they can go ahead, get in that shotgun, and run a bunch of eye candy by you and throw the ball out of 11 person. That's what we're going to see. Would you say, though, and this is the feedback I've received on the Rams, that Matthew Stafford, um, he throws the ball downfield a lot more than Jared Goff, who was tagged with the captain checkdown moniker, especially his last season, that he's more willing to take risk. He's more willing to take chances. There's a lot more chunk plays. I think the stat is they have a dozen pass plays of 20 yards or more. Yes, And so they're really a downfield pass, almost not unlike a Bruce Arians productivity when it comes to the chunk pass. Paulie, there you you just nailed it right there. That statement, you could not have said anything that is more true. That's what they're doing. And guess what they're doing it out of? Matthew Stafford under center. And they're Mm. running play action. And that's where these chunk throws, this is where this actually is happening, even on some rollouts. Remember, I talked to you about this very thing. I said, man, I don't see Matthew Stafford being a good fit for the Sean McVay offense with Jared Goff rolling out and and, and putting him out on the I didn't see that as a good fit, Paul. Man, was I wrong about Matthew Stafford. He is capable of getting out. He's a much better athlete than I gave him credit for. Well, think about it. Cooper Cup now leads the NFL in receptions, uh, yards receiving, touchdown receptions. Deshaun Jackson. By the way, Deshaun Jackson is doing for that Rams offense what Rondell Moore is doing for the Cardinals offense in a lot of ways. He had his ninth touchdown in his career of 75 yards or more. And then Sean McVay was so fired up, he ran across the end zone into the tunnel to (laughs) hug Deshaun Jackson. So. 
I mean, you know, I, you know I, I, why, Paulie? Because he knew the kind of impact that was going to have on his offense. I mean, even between, when Deshaun Jackson is not getting the ball, between all the uh, you know exuberant energy from from Sean McVay these days and the eight 0 record against the Arizona Cardinals, he might replace Coach Double Rainbow, number one in the power poll, oh, the most no. annoying NFC West opposing head coach. I'm just I, saying I love at this him point, Paul. Have you ever heard a, a sound bite from him, Paul? Have you ever? I mean, this guy just he just buzzes right through. Whatever it is, I don't need a soundbite. Right. I'm sick of his soup commercials as well. <laughs> okay, so I, I get enough in the soup commercials and the motivation he, speech. Paul, but here's he, the thing: he is a good coach. No, he is. He is, and I absolutely respect him. And, and Kyle Shanahan, you're going to get the week after. Those are the two guys more than anyone on the Cardinal schedule who can just flat dial it up, and they can keep a defense honest. And here's a holy cannoli stat for you: you realize the Rams are number one in the NFL on percentage of scores on their drives. They are scoring on 58.6% of their drives. Wow. That's stupid. I mean, that is so efficient. They have On 58.6% of their drives, they yes. are scoring the L.A. Rams. That shows you how high-powered, with a brand-new quarterback, who's still getting his feet wet in the system. You know what's amazing about that, Paulie, is they're number three in points scored per game. Guess mm. who's number one? <laughs> the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tied. So it comes full circle to, to what I want to see. And if you hit zoom out, like I've been saying all week, will arguably the best team in the NFL, at least the team that's number one in all the power polls, get the best out of the Arizona Cardinals? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. By the way, episode two of Cardinals Folktales entitled The Night the Goalpost Vanished is available on the Cardinals YouTube channel right now. That's youtube.com slash Cardinals. For A.J. Green, how about that, Wolf? How about A.J. Green, everything he had to say? I mean, you know, and the comments about the Cardinals secondary, how equipped they are, but how talented Jalen Ramsey is. and uh, What a great signing by Steve Kahn. That was was very interesting stuff, no doubt about that. And, And you see why it has been so big and the ability to take some of the focus away from DeAndre Hopkins. For Jim Omohundro and Jeff Darge, Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Next stop, week four, 3-0 Cardinals against the 3-0 Rams in L.A. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club